This is Will Montgomery, former Washington Redskins center. Yo, what's good, folks? This is Trey Johnson, the headbanger, yo. And you're listening to Mess Hall with Rally Captain and Tailgate Ted. Word. What's going on, Rally? How you doing, man? Hey, man, in the words of Bone Thugs and Harmony, it's the first of the month. <laughs> so bring your checks and come on. Hey, man, I'm good, brother. How you doing? You know, man, I can't complain. It, it is the first of the month. I just finished my uh, company's annual, like, fiscal year. Things are looking somewhat up. I might be able to buy a, that new surfboard I've been having my eyes on based upon how things went out. So uh, okay. no complaints on my end, man. Other than I need to learn how to surf. So I was we'll going to say, you know how to surf? You, 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 see, you answered my question. I was, you know how to surf? Okay. Jack Look, I've trade. been out. I've been out a couple of times. I mean, those that kind of curious, you know, I'm out at the beach a lot. If you guys follow me on Twitter, Instagram, so I can bodyboard. Gotten pretty damn good at that. There are times when I'm out in the ocean and the waves just aren't good for that. So I want to get into longboarding. So I've been like my entire YouTube feed is just people on longboards. I didn't realize that hanging 10 meant literally hanging your toes over the board. So just learning different stuff like that. And then I've been trying to see how I can get a board and then transport it to where it needs to go with my car that doesn't have a roof rack. So first world problems, man. Like anything in life, you got to pay to play. Oh, yeah. No, I, I picked up a paddleboard. So I've, I do stand up paddleboarding on the Potomac, which I don't recommend for anybody because the water is disgusting. But I, you know, I can't do kind of, you know, you're doing your century ride. I can't do that on a bike because I got a bad back. I fractured my spine years ago. So golf, things like that, that people kind of do to keep in shape, I just can't do. But being on the water is easier for me and a lot better for me. So I picked up a stand-up paddleboard, which is inflatable. No such thing as an inflatable surfboard. So trying to figure out how in the world I get that finagled. And I was thinking about maybe going out to the beach this weekend with a wetsuit and seeing how it goes for the first time. But, you know. We'll see how it goes, because uh, last weekend, it didn't go too well for me, at least. Mm. And those wetsuits don't necessarily keep you warm. I mean... Eh, depends on how thick they are. I okay. mean, they've got, you know, different ratings on the wetsuits, like a 3-2 rating or 5-4. just all depends on thickness. But the thicker it is, the less mobility you have in the thing. And mm -hmm. there was one time, it took me, no joke, first time ever putting one on, 30, 40 minutes to get this thing on. Mm. and i get to the beach there are no waves i might as well have been at lake Anne. i mean there was absolutely nothing so it's like i'm not just sitting here on the beach in the damn wetsuit i'm getting in the water so i just sat there and floated around like a manatee for you know 10 15 minutes just to see if that thing actually kept me warm got back to the place where we were staying and i got stuck in it and i couldn't get out and i was yelling for mrs tailgate to come help me but she went for a walk with the dog. So mm. I'm in the garage of this house I'm staying in and I'm half dressed because I can't get like all of my extremities out of the damn suit. She comes back like 10 minutes later and I look like I went maybe 10 rounds of boxing because I was just dripping sweat trying to get out of this damn thing. Trying to so get out of it. Yeah, Jeez. it was uh, it was an ordeal, man. Definitely not a pretty sight. Mm. Well, I think the uh, when I was in the Bahamas, I went... Uh snorkeling and uh the the water obviously because the bahamas was warm oh, yeah. already so uh, i had a had a good time didn't have any issues uh taking mine on or off so yeah <laughs> yeah it's about 44 degrees right now water wise not counting the wind and everything else so that's chilly we'll bro. see how it goes it's i'm not excited to watch the pro bowl man i, I know i got a whole thing going on this weekend with the flag football and the dodgeball and all that stuff, but I got nothing to go on this weekend. So I was trying to think, maybe get back out of the water, see how it goes, even is a little chilly. I feel you on that, because uh, I plan on trying to get some cycling in. You know, May for me is going to be here before you know it, and this century ride is going to, it's not going to kick my butt, but let's face it, like anything else, if you haven't done it, it is going to kick your butt. So you, you got to get the, the body acclimated. Oh, yeah. We had a friend. So this past Saturday, 
I'm wearing for those that are watching this on YouTube, a Grave Digger t-shirt. So it went to Monster Jam. I mean, I'm mm. a big fan. It's a good time. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. The tricks they do with those trucks is kind of crazy. And we had one of our friends show up that just got done training for a, I guess, triathlon and mm. ran 16 miles that morning and oh. was having a hard time at Guy Fieri's getting up that staircase. So I thought I was going to have to get the, uh, you know, the special private elevator formed so they could make it up and kind of hang out with us before we all went inside. But it was, uh, you know, to me, that just seems like torture, like what you're doing on that bike. You know, maybe I think the longest I've ridden is 20 miles on a bike mm-hmm. around D.C. and back and everything else. But 100, man, I have no idea how you're doing that. Time and patience, bro. <laughs> and, and it's a, it's a goal so you know when you got a goal you focus on it and you get it done man yeah no it's that it, I, I my goals are a little less on the time and patience scale it's like all right i'll go out there and hit a couple of waves and see how it goes and uh it'll work out then craigslist or uh facebook marketplace and someone can buy that board off me <laughs> nothing match nothing game all right wow so okay but speaking of time and patience, I had nothing but on Sunday. So we actually put our uh, Christmas tree away, finally, considering uh, the wife didn't want it up in February. Mrs. Tailgate was not too happy, and I really had no excuse not to take it down. And I was just sitting around all day waiting for the championship games. And first one was until 3 o'clock. So I made an excuse to drive into Maryland so I could put some bets down because I still haven't gone to the sports book at FedEx Field even though I know we talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. But uh, I went in and I put down a couple of parlays because they get you, man. Put down anywhere between 5 and $100 and you get that money back. Well, I put down three. Guess how many I hit? How many? Zero. <laughs> Zero, man. And it's just like one of them was for Dak to have – Basically, my Dak Prescott parlay, not Dak Prescott, sorry, my Jalen Hurts parlay, Jalen had to have a touchdown, not receive, not passing, but he actually had to run one in. Anytime touchdown, yeah. Anytime Mm -hmm. touchdown. That I had a Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown. And then I figured the 49ers were going to be behind. So Brock Purdy had to have 175 yards receiving. Well, we all know how that went. He had what, maybe 30? Yeah. I mean, it was just like out of all of them thinking this is going to hit. It's a no-brainer. $10 is going to win me $100. This will be good. I got some more money to put down that surfboard. Maybe get some booties for my wetsuit. No, man, that was just a big freaking loss. It just drove me crazy. Put another one down on the Chiefs, which I think cursed the Bengals because that didn't work out for me because I had a Jamar Chase touchdown, and that didn't happen, and I had a – uh a parlay mixed with that with a Travis Kelsey touchdown. And then I had Joe Mixon getting so many yards. Well, that didn't happen. So it's just, <laughs> I'm torn, man. And yeah. I'm going to have to put money on the Eagles because I'm, you know, 4 0 in the playoffs. Every team I put money on loses. And I can't stand Jackson Mahomes, but I got to be a Chiefs fan this week or coming up. So I'm going to have to throw money down on Jalen Hurts and them just so I can put my voodoo down to make sure they lose and don't get another trophy for that case. Oh, bro. Okay. So uh, don't waste your money, man. <laughs> keep keep your money in your pocket, bro. <laughs> it's the free $10 for me right. betting and losing this past week. So, and to me, if it is a waste of money, don't get me wrong, but if it means that the Eagles don't win, which I'm starting to get worried and I know, you know, for those wondering, Rally said it's February 1st. You know, we still got some time, but I'm starting to get a little worried with some of the stories coming out. The fact that the Chiefs have two rookie corners going against Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. It's just it's starting to freak me out a little bit that they might be able to pull this thing off handily, just depending on how Patrick Mahomes' angle is going to be. That's going to be the key. But you see, he did just enough to make it work against the Bengals. So I think that he'll be able to do the exact same with at least now, what, two, two and a half weeks off. I I think he'll be all right, man. And I think he's going to, 
I think for this game, he might get shot up. Even though I know he said that he wouldn't, this game he probably would because they need that that Mahomes back. That oh, flavor. they do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they really do. Did you uh put any down this week or how'd you do? Yes. And that's why I said don't do it, bro. I'm speaking from experience as well. <laughs> I, uh, we would have I, to get some advice from some other people, man. I had a parlay as well, and, and I, I, it may have been the same one that you had. I, I don't really, really remember. I hate going back over losing Bill. So uh, only thing I know is I, I, I didn't get it, and I said, "Hmm, all right." And and the tight end I had the, so the Bengals tight end. He's been he's been money. He's been clutch all through the season, through the playoffs. He's got at least one touchdown. I had. Anytime touchdown, 88, I think, is his, his number and uh, for the Bengals. Uh-uh. No. Yep. So yeah, it's... I said, nope, I'm not doing it again until the following season, bro. I'm not putting any more <laughs> money down on anything. Just not going to happen, man. I got, I, got, I got so many things that are coming down the pipe to where that money can be used for that, you know. Now, granted, they, they entice you. Oh, they do, man. If if you put if if you just put fifty bucks down, you could win four fifty, and you're like, hell yeah, sounds good. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. And Vegas, Vegas knows that's that dumb money they call it. <laughs> this is oh, got another sucker, PT Barnum Bailey, baby. Yeah, and that's my problem is I keep putting down parlays. It's like yeah. I just should have. T- I, I wanted the under, but it's yeah. like ah, oh, well, it's not enough. You know, to put ten dollars down or put fifty dollars down. You get fifty dollars back. It's just it's even money. Like it's nah. not sexy enough. No. Nah. I need yeah. something sexier. Yeah, right, and the next right. thing you know, I'm hitting on it and it's just slapping me in the face and walking away. This mm-hmm. reminds me of my days back in the club when I was in my twenties. Oh no. You no. know, it just did not work out. Well, the biggest slap in my face that I've had that told me that I needed to to to, to bring it in was Giants commanders in New York. <laughs> and I, I bet it, I bet the odd. And uh, for those that don't know, you can bet that the score even it score ends in an even number or it ends in an odd number. And I had been looking at commanders and we had been ending in odd numbers. And I said, oh, you know what? I'm going heavy on odd this time, baby. Put it down. Boom. And all of a sudden <laughs> it ended up in a tie and it was an even. Uh, oh, bro. I was hurt, man. I was hurt. So that. That got me gunshot to go low, low, bro. Don't don't do anything big because I when I say I put some money down, I put some money down, man. Oh, so are you that guy that is in like Vegas or a casino that's walking past the roulette table and sees that you know it's green, 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 thinking, oh man, it's gonna be green again, and next thing you know, <laughs> it's red. No, no, that's not me. I don't see that's a I don't bet in Vegas. I told you that. I go okay. to Vegas, but I don't bet in Vegas. If if I'm gonna bet any place, believe it or not, I, and this is the honest to God truth, the only luck that I've ever had in, in betting is at Fort Lauderdale, the hard rock casino at the okay. blackjack table. I don't know what it is about that particular casino, but I win money there. I don't win money anywhere else. So I've learned if I'm gonna play blackjack. Go take my butt to Florida, to Hollywood, Florida, at the Hard Rock, and play there because I win. And 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 one time, what did I? I think one time, man. You know, now this was many moons ago, but I want to say I won like four thousand dollars, bro. Now I was on the table for a, for a good six hours, but oh, man. but I I was winning and winning and winning. And before I knew, matter of fact, I was winning so much to where the girl that I was dating at the time. She got ticked off at me and left the table. She left. She left the table, and so she left the table and she called me. You know, you, you know when you bet, you can't answer your phone on the table. So no, I had to no, get up, they I, yell I had, Yeah, I had to get up off the table, and I said, "I said what?" She goes, "We're gonna miss our flight." I couldn't believe it, bro. I had been you were on the there table that long. That that long, man. That long. So that was a good night as far as gambling concerned, not as far as a relationship. Yeah. You know, we broke up after that. <laughs> I was to say, that flight back, I mean, she's probably sitting southwest, nowhere near you. Yeah, but, hey, I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man, let's, let's get into this show, bro. I hear you, man. Yeah, well, I mean, moral of the story is don't gamble or take anything that I bet on because they have not been hitting 
But something that has been hitting is the NFL salary cap. It went up $16.6 million from last season. I mean, it just mm. keeps going up and up and up. So the salary cap this year is set to be $224.8 million. So when the commanders cut Wentz, and I still don't know when that is, they're going to have $32.8 million available. So they'll have a decent chunk of change ready to go. And a couple of people are free agents coming up. One of them that isn't free agent, but someone that the team should extend is Cam Curl. And I can't remember if we played this soundbite from uh, Rivera and Marty's press conference, but this was JP Finley asking about Cam Curl and the commander's plans for him this offseason. We've seen it with Terry. We've seen it with John. Um, you've got Cam Curl going into the last year of his contract. How do you guys approach that with a player that you said is really important to your defense? Well, he is a part of what we're doing. But, you know, again, it's something that we have to look at, you know, and decide and figure it out. I mean, we've got players that, that, that obviously we've got to be able to, to get back on the football field and, you know, do what we have to do. And we'll see how it goes. I mean, again, we are definitely in a in a uh, in a, an evaluation process. See, the big thing you guys got to understand too is we can't answer those questions directly because you know if we do, we start telling everybody what we want to do, players included and their agents. You know, but these are all guys that that we know they fit. We know they're what we part of what we want to do. So we'll go and see what happens. Like with John and Terry before him, is Cam a type of player you could identify as someone you want here for the long haul? He is, he is somebody that fits what we do. We, you know, again, we just have to – you got to be careful at this point because I promise you, you sit down and he, he goes to negotiate and the first thing the guy does is puts the paper out and right there it says, wow, you just say he's a very, 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 very important part. <laughs> and that's what we're trying to avoid. I mean, that's why we can't answer that question directly because we get it. We understand. And he is a part of what we're trying to do. But, you know, to sit here and play our hand right now, it doesn't make sense for yeah. us. I mean, and we are still working through a lot of situations. And, you know, when you allocate resources in one spot, you don't have them for a different spot. And all that has to fit into what we're trying to do. So um, it's an ongoing process, an ongoing discussion. So being realistic, the NFL knows. Everybody knows how good Kicker is. So regardless if Rivera and Mayhew want to talk about it or don't want to talk about a press conference, everyone knows Cam should be getting paid. And he technically is still under contract. So he's going to be an unrestricted free agent next season in 2024. So they don't have to do anything right now. He's set to make a base salary of $2.9 His cap number is going to be $3 million. So he's still on his rookie deal. And the commanders are getting a steal out of him. The thing is, like Terry and like John Allen, you got that 93 on right now. You wanted to extend them before they hit the last year in their deal. Granted, those guys were first round. Well, John's a first round. Terry was a third round draft pick. Cam was a seventh round pick. He hasn't been paid, really. I mean, in regards to everything else, looking at his numbers, in his first rookie year, he made... And, you know, obviously it's all relative. 600000 His second year, 800000 Last year, 900000 This year he's set to make $3 million. So he hasn't hit that payday like John has. But the thing is, it's in the commander's favor to extend him before he gets a chance to even taste the open market. And a lot of people said that, you know, just offer Terry that cash now because – why risk it? And something to me says it's kind of the same thing with Cam Curl. Why risk him potentially a getting hurt and b testing the market because he is one of the highest rated safeties out there. And apparently Cam's dad, I don't know, did you see this? No. So Cam's dad is on Twitter. His handle is at Coach G Curl. He's got about five thousand followers, and he tweeted the other day. He is a USN vet, father to awesome children, collegiate football fan, and dad to Cameron Curl of the Washington Commanders. So he has that on his Twitter profile. He tweeted or quote tweeted a Washington Times article that was written by Matt Paris, I believe, talking about Cam Curl's possible contract extension looms over the Commanders' offseason. Cam's dad put, Cam Curl's possible contract extension looms over the Commanders' offseason Washington Times, nothing less than 80 mil and a bunch of exclamation points. 
And it's been seen 209,000 times. Cam, a couple days later, on the 31st, tweeted, get up out my pockets. And, I mean, I think his dad kind of brought that on. And, yeah, okay, J.P. Fenley and, like, other beat guys, everyone's wondering what the team was going to do because the prudent thing is to offer him a contract. But now that we know the exact cap situation and the money the commanders got to play with, I mean, what are your thoughts on them offering him that long-term deal or knowing he's been unhealthy the past two seasons? He hasn't played a full 16 and 17. What are your thoughts on them actually making that large size contract extension for that young man? Well, I forget exactly what the phrase is, but what is it? Uh, today's price is tomorrow's bargain or something. Today's bargain is tomorrow's, whatever it is. I mean, it's so, so you want to buy low obviously and get the high returns. Um, I think it sounds almost like an RG3 type of thing with his dad being in the locker room, man. You know, you just, come on, pop. Don't do me like that. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to buy you your Lamborghini, but don't, don't do me like that. All right. Um, yeah, man, that, 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 uh, it, it, the, the problem that we're going to have Ted and, and, and we're just not going to have enough money to, to go around for everybody that we, that we know we're going to need, you know, and, and, and that's the, the, the brutal side of football. And, and you know you need these guys. You know they can help you. But, we, I mean, with Sweat, uh, Curl, you know, uh, what's, uh, uh, what's the other guy? We just, I can't, man, my mind about is Durant? right now. Duran. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's just so many guys who have to get paid. And then you have to look at possibly, are you going to, what are you going to do as far as quarterback is concerned? You know, there's so many unknowns and and I can appreciate coach saying that, uh, you know, you, you don't want to tip your hat and we know it's a need right now. Uh, they have us by the short hairs, basically. And uh, because we do have these needs, you know, do you do you take a chance in trying to find another cam curl in the draft? Or, you know, or do you go ahead and say, hey, you know, do another Duran Payne, prove it deal. Because Duran, let's face it, if we don't get him he's going to get paid from somewhere. Oh, yeah. he's, he's definitely going someplace. I'm thinking yeah. either, and people can talk about it. I think Chicago and Atlanta have the most cap space. Mm-hmm. And they also have needs at defensive line. Yeah. So if we don't keep Duran here, which I don't think we should, then I think he's going to go to Chicago or he's going to go to Atlanta. And I was just listening. I can't remember what podcast it was. I think it was the Washington football talk guys. Duran's locker isn't next to the other defensive linemen. And I thought that was kind of odd hearing that, considering hmm. he obviously played all those years in Bama with John. And you typically are close to your position groups in the locker room. But the fact hmm. that his locker was not near those guys, it just seems kind of odd to me. So it just makes me wonder, he maybe he doesn't have a ton of type boys on this team. And maybe it is all about that dollar. I mean, he on cleanup day, he wore that, you know, bright green jumpsuit or whatever he was wearing. Money green. Yeah, in the locker room. And today, actually, no, two days ago, the NFL came out with the franchise tag numbers. So the franchise tag number for a defensive tackle is $18.9 million. So we just said that there was 32.8 that we're going to have available. So 32.8 minus 18.9, doing the quick math, that leaves the team with $13.9 million. I just, just like you said, you don't have enough cash. I can't give that to him. To me, Cam Curl is more important than signing Deron Payne because we don't have as much depth in the secondary. And we saw how bad the team went down the stretch with no Benjamin St. Juice and no Cam Curl. And Cam is the traffic controller of that secondary. Yeah. I mean, he's telling guys where to line up, what's going on. And I would rather pay Cam that cash that he deserves. And there was an article on Commander's Wire that was saying Curl's new contract should make him among the top five paid safeties in the NFL. Currently, Derwin James, Minka Fitzpatrick, Jamal Adams, Harrison Smith, and Justin Simmons 
compromise the top five. James has an AAV of 19 million per year, while Simmons comes in at 15. So Curl's contract shouldn't be any less than $15 million a season. So to me, if you can lock him in at 15, but do some salary cap whiz with his signing bonus and spread that stuff out so we give us more cap space this season, Curl is more of a priority for me than Deron. Well, he is a priority. At the same time, we need to look at the other side of the ball, bro. That offensive line. I mean, that's something else that you got to look at. So at some point in time, don't be surprised if they just start being like, Oprah, you get a tag, you get a tag, you get a tag. You may not like it, but you don't have to tag somebody, man, to keep someone. I honestly believe that. And that player isn't going to like it because we know what's going to happen after that. They're going to. Well, you can't tag multiple players. I mean, so, can you tag? I was my belief. You can only tag one franchise player. Now mm-hmm. you can have different tags. You can have the transition tag or the exclusive tag, but you can't tag multiple players a year. It's just one person that you can do. Okay, so if you had to tag someone, who would it be? See, to me, you don't have to tag anybody because but if you did, if you Duran's the only person that would be worthy of a tag okay. if you needed to. And I'm not tagging Duran. I can't have, and we talked about this in our last episode, I can't have that much money invested in my interior of my defensive line. On top of the fact that you mentioned Chase, not Chase, you mentioned Montez Sweat. He was, Chase was, I was getting to him as well. Chase, you have time because you still have his fifth-year option that you can exercise. This is Tez's last year. Tez is going to be a free agent after this year. He's under contract till 2023, and he's making 11.5 this year. So they ex- they exercise Chase's fifth-year option. So they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do with Chase this season coming up. So to me, he's more important. I'd rather do something there. And you mentioned quarterback earlier. This is why quarterback, I don't want us to go and try and get a free agent because we don't have the money to spend. And to me, until we get that offensive line right, I don't care what free agent you bring in here. You had commanders fans, Washington fans that were delirious saying, oh, did you hear that Tom Brady and Sean Payton are going to come here? It's like, no, because that's garbage. They were never (laughs) going to come here. And Tom Brady just retired today. And Sean Payton just got traded to the Broncos. You know, it's just... We said it time and time again, stop listening to the national reporters unless it's a John Kime or a Nikki Javala or a JP Finley. All that stuff is trash. Just don't believe it because they're just, I'm not saying they're trying to get clicks, but I think our fan base is so starved. They've got analytics on the back end saying, if you write an article about the commanders or if you write an article about the Browns, the commander's article gets clicked on more just because our fan base has been suffering for just as long, but we're hungry. Well, it's 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 like on Instagram or, or social media when a when a girl posts pictures of herself, what do people say? You're thirsty. Oh yeah. So we're, we're definitely we're thirsty. <laughs> Quench. We haven't been. Our thirst has not been quenched in a long time. So that's what it is, and it's it's all of it, man. And that's why I tend to tune out a little bit this time of season, you know, because there's so much of back and forthness and and none of it almost pans out yeah so so i just try to just like i like like i said i hadn't seen the article with uh curl's dad because i just kind of tune out a little bit to try to make some some semblance of, of myself you know being so so deep into the football season so when when i hear stuff like that i it just makes me just go nah man even even i would would know that you know yeah, there was no way. And I I get that the shows, you know, like Chris Russell and Pete Medhurst, like Grant Paulson and Danny Rudy, they've got to find something to talk about right now. So when Rex Ryan says that, it becomes a topic because you get people that call in and want to chime in and talk about it. It's like, I am not one of those people. To me, it's just, it's a bunch of crap. So I, I try not to feed it any father, but some of our fans have actually texted us on our listener line saying, what do you think about the Rex Ryan thing? 
you know, I'm sorry, but it's just none of that stuff makes any sense. No. There is no reason Tom Brady would come here. He's going to go someplace. He's going to go someplace where he can win, like maybe the Raiders. And in actuality, the guy just retired. Just and retired. Yeah. I didn't yeah. want us to give up a draft pick for Sean Payton. We'd have to give up a first round pick. It's like we're just handing draft picks out like they're candy. We just gave up two third rounds for Carson Wentz. And you talked about offensive line. To me, we got to draft offensive linemen. Those guys you can get out of college and have them instantly contribute if you're doing a good job and you're picking the right guys. So oh, 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 that's that's a mighty big if, bro. I I would rather do that because I'm looking at offensive linemen free agents. Okay, you've got Orlando Brown Jr. He's the top left tackle out there. You've got Rodney Hudson, who's a center. And Orlando Brown Jr.'s contract, $16.6 million. Rodney Hudson, $10 million for the Cardinals. You know, just you've got a bunch of these guys, and you need to beef up your interior of your line. So looking at the guard on here, Justin Pugh, who's 32 years old, $9 million. I'm sorry. I just, I don't want to give that kind of cash out of the 32 you have available on a yearly basis on some old retread linemen from some other guy. At least Orlando Brown is only 26, but you can get some good linemen, whether it's the first round, second round of this draft, which we haven't invested in. And rumor is they're going to move Sam Cosme in to guard versus tackle. So you're going to have to revamp that entire thing. I don't want to bring mm. in a quarterback that isn't going to do any good because we're spending all that money and we have no one up front to block for him. So I would rather see what we got in how and bring in a cheap backup quarterback that is not Taylor Heineke to back Howell up and give Howell a chance because he does have legs and he can use them. Yeah. Okay. No pun intended. Yeah, I know. Now that song is stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah. But man, so let me get your let me get your take on. Obviously, you know, Cosme's a good guy, but a lot of our guys, we've we've been down this road with these injuries. And and granted, linemen are hard, not hard to come by, but linemen get hurt. They they just do. It's it's a part of their job almost. It, they, 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 it just happens because guys are running up their back. Guys are, are pulling. Uh, and, and you see guys get rolled up on the whole nine yards. So would you say you go with maybe one or two veterans and, and, you, and you draft the rest of the guys? Is that, is that what you do? I want to pick up some veterans that are cheaper mm -hmm. and see if you can get some guys out of the draft and you have, you still have a Wes Schweitzer on your team. You still have a Sam Cosme on your team. You've got a Sadiq Charles. Yes. Guys are going to get hurt. They're going to get banged up. You cannot replace eight, nine offensive linemen talking about depth, but you need a center. Chase Ruye has not been healthy for multiple years and it's not working with him right now. And it's nothing against Chase. It's just his contract is what it is. And I'm trying to look at his cap number for next year. Next year, he's set to make $12 million. They can cut him post June 1, and that'll be a $4 million cap number versus a $12 million cap number. And I'm not advocating for someone to get cut and lose his job, but if you look at it, it's just, it's a numbers game. Yeah. He's set to make... $14 million in 2024. I just don't think that you can count on Chase Ruya. I think you've got to do something else at center. Good news is he's still under contract, but I can see him being a cap casualty because they can easily get out of his number mm -hmm. potentially. So, you know, where do you get that center from? What do you do? Wes Schweitzer has played center, but he's not a good one. Is there one in the draft? We'll look later as it starts getting closer towards the draft time. But offensive line, you can pay those guys less to do something. But that means you have to draft good guys. And the problem is, you know, we drafted bad offensive linemen in the past that just aren't even on this roster anymore. That's what I was getting at. 
do you trust our, our guys to be able to draft? They've done a decent job. They've done a decent job in the middle rounds. You know, Brian Robinson Jr., you know, Cam Kirk. They've done a decent job there. The problem is they haven't hit home runs with the earlier picks at that point. The guys that should be starters. Jamin, I'm sorry, but that first year he was here was a wasted year. And the first quarter of the season was a wasted season. Your 19th pick overall in the draft should be a instant starter. There should be no question about him. But should they be a dog. Yeah, yeah. Just knows, knows how to hunt. Just, just goes out there and does what needs to be done. If you're the Kansas City Chiefs and you've got studs everywhere and you don't have to plug him in instantly, then okay, you can take a project with your first round pick. We can't afford a project. And luckily, Jahan doesn't look project. He looks legit. He looks like a Terry clone. But for me to, you know, say that's official, he's got to also play 17 games. He's got to tough it out and actually be able to do it because there's a thing playing hurt or actually being hurt. I'm not saying he was faking or this and that, but at a certain point, you know, you start to wonder with different guys. Are they really banged up? Yeah, yeah. You know, and like whole Antonio Gibson thing. Can you play through that pain? Because Brian Mitchell likes to say, one of your best abilities is availability. Mm -hmm. You do no good for me if you've got all the talent in the world, but you're inactive on game day. Yeah. All of our picks are going to have to, I go back to a blackjack, going to have to be an ace and a face card, bro. We're going to have to hit 21 almost in every single round, man. And that's going to be hard to do. It 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 really is. Um, I just wonder, do they have the vision for it? You know, who who now is is making our picks? Because I I remember back in the day, we I can't think of his name, but um, he was the college scout. And uh, is he still the college scout? The guy that was that did it years past? Or did, no, he's it, not. You're talking about the guy that went to Atlanta. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's not here anymore. And a lot of people were wondering what's going on there. And it's hard to say if you had a good draft or a bad draft until maybe three or four years later. And those in the D.C. area have heard this, you know, the past couple of days. Ron Rivera is once again not at the Senior Bowl. He skipped the Senior Bowl last year because it was his mom's birthday, I think. And his mom did pass away this year. He wanted to spend another birthday with her. So, you know, what? I, I get it. It is what it is. I lost my mother years ago. If I could have an extra birthday with her that I knew was going to be maybe potentially her last, I would do the same thing. He's not the senior bowl this year now because he is participating in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am Golf Tournament. So it's him. It's Darius Rucker. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's Alex Smith. And they're playing golf at Pebble Beach. Ron has a house, I think, close to the course out there. So he's not there for the senior bowl. And he did state that he likes to interview these players. He likes to talk to these guys face to face and get a feeling from them. What do you feel? How do you feel about Ron not being there for the senior bowl? Twofold. Um, one, that's what you hire your staff for. I mean, that that's one. Two, um, I'll look at the film and after the golf tournament is over with, I can still meet the kid, you know, or I can talk to him or whatever I need to do. I'm, I'm still you can't really sit down and talk with them after the fact. That's part of being the senior bowl is you get a chance to interview, chat with them, hanging out. You can bring guys in that you're thinking about drafting, yeah. but you don't have that type of environment where you're just, given a ring saying, Hey, you know, let, let's just sit down on the zoom and talk. Well, then with that being said, then I think that he should have his butt at the senior bowl. <laughs> so th the entire front office is there except for Ron Jack Del Rio's there. Christian Garcia's there. Marty Herney was there watching all of the, and this is good news. This was a tweet from Nikki Javala, executive VP of player personnel, Marty Herney has been at all of the O-line drills at the senior bowl practice. So he's just sitting there front and center watching the entire time, which it's good to know. It's just, to me, 
the buck stops with Ron when it comes to player personnel. So I'm sorry, I, I'm with you. I, I would like him to be there because we heard him talk about Carson and how he looked at the tape and the papers and the bleeping analytics and everything else. I kind of want him here to see this stuff. And yes, they can videotape it and they can send it to him. But, you know, you love to talk about on the show body language. Yeah. By language of those players interacting with each other when it's not being filmed. Like, how are they handling that situation? If they messed up on a drill during practice at the Senior Bowl, how are they taking that in? And yeah, the other coaches that he delegates to can take that and report that. But this is a make or break year for Ron. He doesn't do well this year. Man's getting fired. But he knows that already, though. And he could have the attitude of, you know what? Hey, man, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And if I make it, I make it. And if I don't, I don't. Case Sara. But that right there shows me the commitment. How much you actually care about this job. And maybe they should stop making coaching contract guaranteed. Maybe they should make them performance-based so these guys can't just mail it in. Because it's a lame duck year for this man. He's making yeah. the money regardless. Yeah. So hey, maybe I'm going to go hit golf balls with Aaron Rodgers and tell Alex Smith that, uh, yeah, sorry. I apologize for everything that happened to you when you were there, but it it's happens. a little frustrating. It, it is frustrating. And it just, like you said, you, you are, you're the big toe. I always say this. You're the big toe and guys follow your lead. So what is, is, is he doing golf for charity or something? I, I don't, follow it so i don't know i mean what's his whole purpose of, of being there uh, just be just other than vacation maybe or I, or I mean he has a house at pebble beach and i i don't know i'm assuming there's got to be some type of money on the line and it's not like he needs cash but to me it's recognition it's getting a chance to be amongst all those people and I'm not a golf guy by any means, so I don't know exactly what you get from the pro-am and winning, but there's a lot of people that are going to be there. And okay. he did go interview a candidate today for the offensive coordinator job. So because he's in California, he drove to go interview. I'm trying to remember who it was. Uh, I'm not sure. Was it Anthony Lynn? I think it might have been Anthony Lynn from the 49ers. So because Ron was out there, yeah, he drove to the Bay Area from Pebble Beach to interview Lynn on person, Lynn in person. So he is working while he's there. Maybe he got done at the driving range and he went down to, you know, or up to San Fran. I don't know where it is on a map out there. So that is some good news because a lot of people were giving Ron a hard time for right now it's, it's interview season for all of these coordinator jobs and you have your coordinator position open, yeah. but yet you're hitting golf balls and you're not meeting with people at the facility right now. Yeah. You'd think that you'd, you'd be doing any and everything in your power to, to show up these positions to, to, to do everything. And when you don't, like you said, it, it makes you feel like, okay, we, we don't feel like you're taking this very serious to begin with. Although, you can chew bubble gum and walk at the same time. So maybe we should give the guy a break. Has he deserved that for you to feel that way? That for me? Give him a break? No, you get no <laughs> breaks. You have not had a winning season as a head coach here. I was being sarcastic. Oh, I, I know. That, but yeah, yeah, but no, you're right. So, so, but he's got to be able to, no, see, I, I, I look at it two ways, man. There's, there's one way that I look at it kind of like, me but i'm not getting paid millions of dollars to be a head coach this is kind of like my my time to to, to kind of bring it back a little bit whereas when you're a head coach you're a coach 24 7 you know 24 7 and GM, coach. head coach and, and you you wanted that title right. yeah you wanted you wanted that title and you got it and now it's almost like man maybe did i bite off more than what i could chew you know, or, hey, you know, and I'm kind of going to, this is a lame duck season for me anyway. So, hey, I can let my staff take care of this and I can do this one thing. Now, what happens if he plays 
but he, but he he hits the trail hard, running hard after after you know Pebble Beach, which he could do. He could. Know? He could. It's just this the is optics. it's it's the optics. It's yeah. the fact that you have not done well scouting at times. You know, just looking back at Carson Wentz and that whole decision, and he said. You know, that was his decision going through there. And knowing that this is a make or break year for you, that you're potentially interviewing for a new owner as well. But on the flip side, I think there are only four other NFL coaches that are at the senior bowl. Now, with that being said, do those four coaches have all of this baggage Ron is carrying? Meaning he hasn't had a winning season since he's been here. He's had, you know, seven wins, seven wins, and eight wins. And he is on the last year of his deal going through and potential new ownership. I mean, that's a lot of weight to have on your shoulders. So if I'm a fan, I'm kind of annoyed that he's not there. And yes, you can Zoom or you can Skype with these people and talk to them on the phone. but just like being at the senior bowl and talking to these players, it's not the same thing as opposed to being face-to-face. -face. I have meetings on zoom all day long. Sorry. It's not the same thing as being face-to-face -face with somebody. It's not. And, and you just brought up a lot that the guy has on his shoulders. I mean, now granted he wanted it, he has it. So maybe this is just his time to, to do his thing, to relax for a second, man. I mean, we, I, I have to look at it both ways. Um, so if the owner hypothetically is okay with him doing it, then who am I as a fan to say that I'm not? And yes, I want the best for the team, but I'm also, I also know that, yeah, man, I got to have a mental break too every once in a while. And this was unfortunately my mental break and it coincided on the same date. So uh, as a fan, no, we want him to have his nose in the books right now, where, wherever there's action, he needs to be. I get that. But on the flip side of that, I'm like, hey, you know what, man? I got a lot of pressure on me, and so this is my one time to relax, and after this, I'm going to hit it hard. I'm all for a mental break. I, I need one now from this mm -hmm. team. I am unbelievably frustrated with them, with the things that they've got going on, with us as a fan base being in limbo, with how they dogged us on season tickets and everything else. You know, and we'll talk about next week. It'll be tomorrow one year officially that we've been the Washington commanders. So how did this whole year go? What happened? We are the commanders. I got to add that drop with uh, the ha ha at the end, but you know, it's <laughs> just now is when all the teams are interviewing coaches. Everybody's trying to get those candidates. So wouldn't you want to get the best coordinator you possibly can and have them come in Send out Snyder one. The Snyders have two private jets. Send out one here, the West Coast, and one down south, and then have those guys fly in and talk to them. Well, the, but, but Ted, technically, we don't know if, if that's not happening. We don't. We can speculate, but I don't want to speculate. We don't know if that's not happening or not. How so, are they interviewing him when Ron's not in the building? They can send... They can send uh, Commander One to to Pebble Beach. They can send it somewhere else. Or, seriously, or, you're right. We or, don't know. Or, or, or I doubt he's interviewing said, Pebble Beach. Or as I said, man, we don't know who's technically down there playing golf with them right now or not. We don't know. But as I said before, this could be. Hey, Mr. Schneider, this is a mental break for me. I, I need this mental break. But after this mental break, I'm going to hit it hard. And if the owner can say, nah, Ron, nah, bro, you need, you need to be back here at FedEx Field or in Ashburn or whatever have you getting it done. I'm sure he can, he, we all have a boss. So he could have said that. I think that. they're punched out, man. I, I really think his boss okay. has punched out. The fact that Dan wasn't at the Commander's Cowboys game. Says a mouthful. Yeah, I think he's punched out. I, yeah. I think he is put this team up for sale. He's letting Bank of America go through all these different suitors. 
the due diligence. Yeah. He has moved his address to London. You know, these are all facts and stuff that's been out there. You know, it's just, I don't think he cares. And the football operations, Ron handles that. And they just let him do it as he is because he's under contract. So they're paying him no matter what. So do you think that the new coach should have all of the power that Ron has? Hell no. Zero chance. I want a general manager in here, and I want the general manager to hire the coach. You know, we've talked about it time and time again. A coach's job is to win week to week, and that season, a general manager has to look years down the road and set you up. You cannot have a general manager like they have now with Mayhew and Herney reporting to the coach because Rivera has final say. If there is a a tie in that room, Rivera has a tiebreaker and he will set you up for what he needs to win this season. And that's what scares me. Other than the fact that Rivera and Mayhew kept talking about being on a budget this off season during the press conference. And you have a budget being your salary cap, but are you budgeting yourself on top of the budget? It's like, you got a credit card limit, right? Your credit card limit's $50,000. I'm not running my credit card up to 50K. I know what my budget is on top that I can actually do. Maybe it's, you know, 5K out of that $50,000 limit. What is Ron's limit? The NFL gave him a limit. You know, the new salary cap is 224 million, but is Ron allowed to spend 224 million? You know, what's going to happen? And we're not knowing ownership. And that's why I'm so frustrated with this team right now. We're in limbo. Those signing bonuses, those checks, that Cam Curl signing bonus, Dan Snyder is going to have to write that check. And it's going to have to come out of Dan's pocket, not the new owner. So that's what really concerns me this offseason as what are we going to do? Are we going to miss out on locking up Cam Curl potentially or locking up Montez Sweat because we got no one to sign that escrow check? I don't know. You bring up up a lot of valid points, bro. And we're going to be in that wait and see and that's where we are right now. We are a wait and see fan base, unfortunately. Which is why I want to tell them, wait and see about my season ticket renewal, because I don't know <laughs> what's going on with your owner. So I don't know what's going on with our free agents. So wait and see when all that gets settled and then I'll renew my tickets. But, you know, just moving past this a little bit, you talk about having a mental break. There were a bunch of Commanders fans looking forward to a somewhat mental break on the Commanders cruise. We mentioned it on a past show, Mm -hmm. did a whole breakdown of it. Well, unfortunately, the Commanders cruise that was was set to set sail on March 25th is now canceled. And I know I texted you about this. And, you know, I know that would never happen with SPEvents.net, but all these fans signed up for this cruise. I would love to know how many. But it was an original seven-day cruise, and it was on Royal Caribbean, leaving March 25th on the Harmony of the Seas out of Miami, coming back April 1st. It stopped in Costa Rica, Roatan, Cozumel, and Coco Cay. You got to hang out with Doug Williams, Dexter Manley, Gary Clark, Joe Theismann, Jordan Reed, Santana Moss, and more players to be announced later. And the team partnered up with a company called First class cruises. Well, first class cruises changed the itinerary. They changed the dates and they changed the actual cruise line. So the commanders out and said, out of deep concern for our fans' experience, we are in the process of canceling the fan cruise because of significant changes made by first class cruises to the original offering, including cruise line, destination, and dates. Our fans are our priority, and we are working to ensure we can reward those who signed up with a great experience with our alumni to thank them for their loyalty and commitment to our team and legends. Cruise is done. Who do you blame for this? I can appreciate that letter, though. I mean, who who do I blame? Um, Well, being in the travel industry uh, and being a travel agent, I can honestly say, Ted, that I've had to send out letters somewhat like that. And when we played Miami, um, 
I was going to have a day cruise to the Bahamas for when we played Miami. And after reading all the reviews of the company that I was going to go with, and I mean, I waited until, you know, the last minute that I possibly could, uh, because I had, I think, maybe 50 people booked to go on this cruise to, to the Bahamas. Um, the ratings of this place just dropped. I mean, let's just say they were, they, they, let's just say they were 60 to begin with, 60 out of 100, but they dropped to like 30. So I wound up having to say, you know, guys, I don't want to put SB Events name on this cruise when it's just not looking good. And I had yeah. to refund their money. So I understand that. And a lot of people were mad at me. But once I broke it down kind of that same way, they said, OK, I don't like it. And they did get their money back, you know, and they got it back fast. That's one thing about me and my company. If if we do something to where we have to cancel, you're getting your money back within, you know, a day or two. So upon notification of the cancellation. So, yeah. you know, I can't necessarily be mad at the commanders as long as they, they get the fans their money back. So and uh, the money isn't coming from the commanders. It's going to come from first class. Well, first class. The, the here's the thing, agency, yes. right? You talked about doing research. You talked about looking at reviews and checking to see if it was reputable. So first class cruises has had this problem before. In 2020, they had a cruise with the Philadelphia Eagles. Same type of experience, but with a bunch of cheesesteak eating people, right? Well, we all know what happened 2020, COVID hit. So I had a cruise booked in 2020. COVID hit, couldn't go on the cruise. I had an option to get my money back or they could keep my money and give me 30% or 40% on top of it. So, hey, I know I'm going to go on the cruise sometime. So keep the money because mm -hmm. I'd already paid for it. I wasn't hurting at that point. So I let them have it. First class cruises didn't refund anybody. They refused to give the money back to all these people. So all these Eagles fans, one of them, Dorothy Greenhall, they had to go to NBC in Philadelphia to complain about first class cruises. They had to basically do a, you know, investigative report with a local TV station to try and get their cash back. Like a these seven people, on your side, huh? Yeah, exactly. They refused to give them their cash. So finally, after all of the negative publicity, the Eagles ended up helping get them their cash back, right? So that's just one instance from these guys. There was another that happened pre-COVID where there was a family that was set to go on a cruise with first-class vacations. They spent over $8,500 for their cruise. And next thing you know, it's a three weeks before and they had nothing booked, no flights, no hotel, no cruise, right? So there's the Better Business Bureau that's out there. The South Florida Better Business Bureau has given first-class vacations a F rating because of oh, their wow. complaints. And wow. this, is, this is all public knowledge. In one complaint filed with the BBB on July 25th, 2022, available for all to view on their website, talking about this family that spent over $8,500. The Better Business Bureau has 37 complaints filed against first-class vacations and two against first-class cruises. And both firms have let their licenses expire. So you talked about doing research and looking into this and knowing that it wasn't good for your brand and good for your paying customers. To me, that's why I'm a little annoyed and it's 50-50 blame. It's not 100% to first class. The commanders chose to get in bed with these guys. They chose to partner with these guys. They just didn't do their due diligence or they did their due diligence and they didn't care about the people that were going to be on that boat like you did with your Miami trip. They were just rolling the dice because they were getting a good deal. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it boils down to. And uh, I'm here to tell you that for anyone that's listening, if you ever want to go on a cruise, just come talk to me and we can take care of that for you. <laughs> but, uh, well, I can tell you one of the things that, that turned me off about that whole cruise, Ted, was it was seven days, bro. 
And I you don't like seven days. Not not seven day cruises. No, to me, that's a minimum. I love seven days because I feel like five days is too short. No. Okay. Well, then I I wasn't going anyway. So, I mean, (laughs) that's just too long for me. It just is. So uh, I'm still trying to get my my mind wrapped around doing it. A, A cruise that long. I just I just can't do it. You know, it's, it's like I like my away game. I call every away game a vacation, you know, because I leave on Friday and I come back on Monday. That's all I need. I'm I'm good. And in the process, I'm moving around, doing everything else. I just feel as though on a boat, I'm going to just just get uh, I'm just going to be just I, once I see the, the the stern and the bow. I'm like, OK, what is else to see? You know, see, I think it, I want, have you been on a cruise? I have. So to me, I think it just depends on the boat you're going on yeah. and what you got. Because the last one I was on, they had a go-kart track. Oh, nice. They had a speakeasy, a cigar lounge. They had a Broadway show. They had a comedian that I ended up hanging out with till 3 o'clock in the morning that had a key to the bar after it closed. So we could just go back there and just drink all we wanted. I mean, mm, on top okay. of all the ports you get to go to. So I like it because I feel you get to see a bunch of stuff. And I don't get FOMO and the food, depending on what cruise line you're going on is going to be good. And I don't got to worry about ever bringing out a credit card because it's already paid for. But yeah, I can see that for some people. But to me, this sounded amazing, man. Everyone knows we love this team. We wouldn't be doing this podcast if we didn't love this team. So to get to hang out with Joe Theismann and Santana Moss, I mean, I've gotten to hang out with those guys a ton, but to get to hang out with them in this kind of environment and to be a, around, you know, Brian Hall, one of our listeners, I know was going on that cruise. So get to hang out with Brian and his wife and yeah. a bunch of other fans that I know have been to your rallies and have been to my tailgate would have been a blast. I just couldn't throw down $4,000 for an interior room on that boat, knowing I could spend that kind of money and get a butler in a penthouse on any other boat. So it just was overpriced for me. But that boat is a nice boat, though. The Harmony of the Seas is a nice boat. Yeah, don't get me yeah. wrong, but I'm I'm a Norwegian cruise guy. Okay. I just try and, you know, they got some nice boats. And yeah. I went on there, not top of the line last time, but maybe second right below that. Mm-hmm. And I spent less on that for a butler and a 24-7 concierge and a penthouse suite and all this other stuff that it would have cost me for an interior room. So, you know, it's just, I feel bad for those fans that threw that cash down and that were looking for that mental break or that escape that you were talking about earlier that now don't get it. And, you know, they they still can't go then, even though, even though, actually, actually, well, yeah, I was going to say that uh, you said they changed boats. So I, I was they thinking changed that, boats too. So yeah, yeah. The team oh, just that, canceled that, the entire thing. I'd be pissed off about that because my and, mind will be set on Harmony of the Seas. Oh yeah, and the cruise line is saying that they're still trying to work things out. And the team said, "You change boats, you change itineraries, you change dates. It's a breach of contract. This cruise is done." Yeah. So Which they should. At that point, they should. I just I've done work with the commanders, then the Redskins in the past. And in the past, they didn't like to pay for services, right? They wanted to trade and give you a suite versus giving you your actual payment because the suite doesn't cost them anything. Right. So to me, I feel like they're trying to get a good deal here. And when your fans are concerned, don't penny pinch. Don't do that. We deserve what we're paying for. And we deserve you to look out for us. And that's kind of what I wish that they would do in regards to this. And it's just, it's a lot of stuff, man. We haven't gotten our season ticket renewal present from 2022. And they're already trying to get us for 2023, you know. But hey, they probably got a good deal on those jerseys they're supposed to be sending us. Maybe we'll get them next year. (laughs) Well, the jersey's coming from. I don't know if my family's making it in the Philippines or I might just be able to have them FedEx it to me. There you go, man. But if you signed up for season tickets last year, you were supposed to get a customized jersey. Customized jersey. This football season. Well, tomorrow's going to be one year since we've been the commanders. Still ain't got my jersey. What was it like? The first 200 or something like 500 or something like that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't everybody. 
It was yeah. a small subset of fans that were renewing that were supposed to get them. Still don't got it, man. It's in the mail, bro. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it is. Uh, I can literally, I can see the stadium right now outside my window. I can go pick it up. They know I can. <laughs> and they're stitching it with like, there's a blind nut there someplace just trying to stitch it and get it right, I guess. Hey, there's no fun in picking it up at the stadium, man. All the, the shock and awe is when it comes in the mailbox, man. And you open the mailbox and you see it. That's where the fun is. So keep looking, man. Keep looking. See, to me, that's stress, man. It's, it's looking at my camera waiting for a porch pirate to take my jersey that I've been waiting for for over a year. So I'd rather oh. pick it up at the stadium. Okay. I got and get you. a $17 chili dog with fries. But but you may get a $5 off coupon for Fanatics on the back of the... <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping they, so, man. Did, did, they, did they listen to that idea? I mean, I, I don't come up with very good ones very often, but that one... It was a good idea. It was a good idea. Yeah, yeah. So. That was a rock star idea. And I actually, I did have a conversation with them last week. It wasn't about that. It was about something else. But if they're missing out and you guys don't know what we're talking about, go back to last week's episode, hit to the end of it. And Rally came up with a fantastic idea to get FedEx fans, fans of uh, the Fanatic Sportsbook out there, kind of little joint thing with the team store. So make sure yeah. you go get a chance and uh, go back yep. and find that one. Yep. But hey, maybe we'll just all get a pontoon and go around on Lake Anna or something together since we all can't go on that harmony of the seas. The pontoons are fun. <laughs> they are, man. And, you know, we can bring a bunch of beers on them, so I'm good with that. You pilot it. I'm down for that. That's fine. Uh, we, we can make it happen, man. <laughs> we can make it happen. <laughs> hey, man, it's been a pleasure, Ted. Always talking to you, man, and everybody listening. Thank you guys for listening, and we're going to see you next week. Rep it hard. I don't rep it at all. Probably Captain Tailgate Ted. Out for another week.